It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. 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 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hello, we're back. Yay. Yay. Welcome back. And uh, thank you so much for downloading. We love that you've done that. Yeah, we love you for doing that. Yeah. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. We'll know by the end of this episode whether we love you yeah. and whether it's okay to say I love you. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's coming so, up on Valentine's Day. That's right. It may be after Valentine's Day when you listen to this. It may be next valentine's day we'll, who knows but we'll release it before valentine's yes. day but it will still be relevant <laughs> it because will. i do believe that people say i love you um at, at other times, at of, other times of the year yeah. <laughs> i mean maybe they shouldn't who knows let's we'll let's find, find out, out. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be particular pressure on valentine's day to yeah. say those three little words that's right, right? and that's what this yeah. is about so saying yeah. i love you yes so last in our last week's episode uh you would have heard us talk about what is love mm-hmm. now we're talking about saying I love you and in the immortal words of Hadaway what is love baby don't hurt me (laughs) and we're going to talk about that really how to say I love you in a consensual way that doesn't hurt anyone yeah right right yeah right let's hope so (laughs) so around this time of year Valentine's Day because Mm -hmm. um, it's been at least two months since we've bought anything um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> for, for someone we can't have you know catalyst is not happy with that so no. <laughs> um, we've got to be buying some other stuff yeah so um Spending and that also means that we have to that at this time of year once we've also bought the thing that we also have to tell somebody mm-hmm. that we love them yes um, and valentine's day is like super non-consent right because it's often like the the history of it is often about surprising people uh, with anonymous declarations of love like <laughs> oh yeah ouch yeah. yeah not super consensual you don't even know who it's from no it's landed in your in tray it's yeah probably not landed, well maybe at work it's landed in your, i don't know why it's landed in your in tray but anyway it's landed on you yeah here it is this yeah. declaration of love and not only you didn't ask for it it's a surprise and you don't even know who it's from yeah, oh, and I'm it's kind good. of creepy, and it, it feeds into that whole seduction mm. thing of right. all you have to do is to tell someone, and, and then they'll then they have to reciprocate. Yeah, but that it's so romantic that somebody loves you as an as an object, as we talked about, and yeah. we'll talk a bit more about, but that we talked about in last week's episode, that um, mm-hmm. that you know that's surely all anyone needs to hear, isn't it? That uh, that somebody loves them, and that's the most important thing. As we. <sighs> Yeah, um, saw in love actually, and it's all romantic love, which is why um, yeah. whenever I talk about Valentine's Day, I'm always like bigging up my sister B Horton, who yeah. um, tends to do Valentine's Day as an opportunity to send tokens, not anonymously, but yeah. with with her name on to people she loves in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, and I, I love that she does that. It's really wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and also there with Val- the with the Valentine's Day pressure and the romantic relationships pressure mm-hmm. that is also kind of non consensual for everyone who. Um, is not taking part in that as well oh, yeah. because then everyone is non-consensually feeling crap that yes. they're not getting those cards <laughs> absolutely the non-consensual cards yeah um, <laughs> it's, not, so, it's not good all round yeah. no mm-hmm. it's like a non-consensual if you get them and also if you don't get them yeah. so, which is like a yeah, it's yeah. binary isn't it um, <laughs> but the so so there's a lot of pressure on us to do it so we're being treated non-consensually with all the pressure but mm-hmm. how do we even go about saying I love you consensually because yeah. as we were saying and a bit like when we talk about handshakes and consent when mm. somebody puts their hand out yeah. to shake your hand you feel like you have to shake their hand yeah. right? so when someone's made the move or if someone is being active towards you yeah. you have to you often feel like you have to yeah, like, res- 
respond. What are you supposed to say to "I love you" if the, if you don't want to say it back? It's like what are your, there is no script really for "I no. love you" other than "I love you too." No, yeah, just like you can't just keep your hands in your pockets and say hi yeah. like that and nod your head. But you know, actually, yeah. you can. Yeah, exactly. You can. But it'd be really good to open up space in a relationship for that. And yeah, like I've, um, in a relationship where somebody is saying you know, explicitly saying to me they'd rather I didn't just always mm -hmm. go, I love you too. They'd rather yeah. like, I like they get to say it when they're feeling it, I get to see it when I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, and that feels better. So I kind of like the idea, you know, this is what we say a lot about consent, like we need the systems and structures to support it. Yeah. So like, how can we enable the people in our lives to not feel that they have to reciprocate um, at those times. Yeah. Exactly. I mm -hmm. think it can be more meaningful as well for yeah. some, somebody to say it rather than the other person immediately saying back, oh, I love you too. It's yeah. like, you know, that's kind of like, I think people do that within relationships once I love you has first been said, which yeah. we'll circle back to. But people often do that as a way of like a connective kind of thing that they have hmm. of, you know, it's like a nice it's a phrase that people yeah. use. Yeah, love you, love you too. But yep. being able to, exactly, yeah. but being able to say, you know, I really love you, mm -hmm. and to not exp and for it for it to be clear that that doesn't have to be reciprocated means yeah. that you actually are really able to hear it and yeah. really able to hear the power of the of the words and the intention behind the yeah, words. Yeah, sort well. of like something about staying with feelings. Uh, that's about not speaking into a moment like that, but just sitting and just like really letting it land with you yeah. is a powerful thing to, yeah. that you can really feel loved in that moment and you can also show them that you're really appreciating the words yeah. that they're saying because they've kind of, you know, you're, you're giving them some space rather than just filling the space straight away. Definitely. Mm. But in, in the when it comes to the first time that we might say it, which is yeah. a Valentine's Day thing, then that can be quite difficult because if someone wants to, if someone does say it, then you are put in a situation where it feels very difficult to yeah. not say it. I've certainly been in a situation where someone said, I love you after three weeks of being going out with them. And then I said, I love hanging out with you. <laughs> and she said, Ooh. oh, that's a very political answer. and was very cross. Yeah. Uh, we were both fine out. It was a wonderful three-week relationship. Good. It ended that day. Um, <laughs> and she's very, very happy now. We're both, yeah. you know, doing well. But it's like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, if you... Like if you're following the script mm -hmm. and it's not said back to you, it's hard. Mm. But if you're being, if it's being said to you and you don't want to say it because you don't want it to yeah. have that, you don't want it to have this kind of the big meaning that goes with it. It's also hard. Yeah. Um, so how do we do it more consensually? What would be mm. like a more so a second handshake way of doing it? So this would be like going off script and talking about how it is that we might talk about things. A meta communication about it. Meta communication yeah. might be saying, you know, if I am about to say something to you, you don't have to say it back. It's just the genuine yeah. feeling that I have and I just kind of want to say it and yeah. um, everyone has their own understandings of what this means. And Yeah, like you could talk about it and or, or like even you don't you know like you don't have to say it so you could be thinking yeah. a bit more with the person about how different things that you might say might land like a whole meta communication about what you even understanding more what they mean by love and what you mean by love before you even yeah. broach it as well because like it may mean a very different thing to each of you so therefore you don't want to say it until you're sure that they understand what it means to you maybe you even want to find different words to say the thing that you're feeling yeah yeah mm -hmm. like um the first time that my girlfriend said to me that she loved me, she said, I think I love you a little bit. 
like that yeah kind of. and so that just even phrasing it in that way gave mm-hmm. me an opportunity to kind of like have a different kind of response yeah it wasn't i love you do you love me back yeah it was like inviting a conversation yeah. about love and inviting a conversation about a declaration of feelings yeah you can have some real fun with this as well there can be this yeah. playfulness around like oh you know there's something here isn't there and like you know yeah. a bit of time before you actually say the words where you're kind of playing with the idea that there might be some words that could be said and yeah exactly. i think you can bring that in um i guess a way uh with with my most recent partner that have taken a, a pressure off it has been you know i've talked on the podcast a bit before about plural selves and seeing ourselves as more than one site more than oneself or more than one mm. uh personality and for us there's been kind of multiple moments of I love you from different parts of me mm. um, and like that could be something to think about for everybody it's like other different yeah different sides of you mm. that you could be loving somebody from and it might be that some of them you know get the love feelings earlier than others so that kind of makes love into a kind of work in progress as different yeah. parts of you connect in that way and maybe mm-hmm. some parts of you never connect in that way and that's okay you know yeah. it's like yeah a different I guess that seeing things as you know not not singular but plural and mm. seeing things as in process over time rather than at one point in time can be a really nice way of breaking this kind of stuff down big time and that really comes into what we were talking about last week in terms of i mean you can't separate out the bio the cycle and the psycho and the social but mm-hmm. we can actually explore all those things and examine what love is yeah and we can examine how slow or fast we want to do it and how mm-hmm. whether we want to experience it very intensely or kind of less intensely or um, yeah but if, if, you know, we can think about our, if we're having a moment or a mm. micro moment of positivity resonance with someone, yeah. and we're having a really nice time with them and we're kind of looking at them, it would be just as um, appropriate to say, I'm really loving this moment right now. Yeah. Or this is, I really love what we're doing right oh, now. I feel really connected to you. Because yeah. I feel like for me, a lot of those moments are, you know, it's a bit like a Buddhist thing of when, like, the, the distinction between self and other falls away a bit. Mm. It's like those moments of connection where you just really feel like a oneness, I yeah. guess. Um, so, you know, that could be, you know, you could almost see it just comment more on the profoundness of the moment or it feeling like quite a sacred moment or, you know, or just using the language of connection, just feel really connected with exactly. you right now. And that's mm. the being, and that's the the more broad thing about being present as well. Yeah. Just being present to yeah to everything that's happening mm-hmm. um, in a in a situation. Like the there are lots of things that enable love to be happening yeah. as well. So we can also be as much in love with the environment and the conditions around which the mm. relationship is existing in. Yeah, like commenting on this whole this whole experience right now is just this real loving experience. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. Um, there's this thing about saying versus doing as well. Yeah. It's worth digging into a bit. Yeah. So we, you know, the, um, you were talking about pop songs in the uh, last episode, but one mm-hmm. of my favourites, it's not really a pop song, although it was released as a single, is by Massive Attack. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, hang on. I need to edit that bit anyway. We have 10 minutes left on the card. Grand. So or 11 minutes left so um yeah oh no no we don't sorry this is a bit i'll let it out <laughs> i think so <laughs> I've, card. I've got card anxiety yeah fair enough for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah yeah right um 
So it's not really. We were talking about pop songs in the last episode. This yeah. isn't really. I wouldn't call it a pop song, although it was released. It was released as a single by Massive Attack mm-hmm. called Teardrop. And mm-hmm. the, the first line is, "Love, love is a verb. Love is a doing word." Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not what we say; it's what we do. Yeah. And so I think that's a really powerful kind of thing. Is that mm-hmm. you know we could be in a relationship where we're saying "I love you" all the time, or we might say "I love you" in mm. for the first time. And unless we're doing love, or unless we're doing things that might constitute a loving relationship, then yeah. it's not. So really somebody, somebody saying "I love you," knowing it's going to make someone uncomfortable, or yeah. someone saying it in this taken for granted way, or someone saying "I love you" to sort of make something better yeah. in a relationship that's not in a very good place. Like these are not these are not doing love. No. These are saying love really without doing love, yeah. and that can feel super hollow. Yeah. So kind of up there for me with people using terms of endearment in anger, like right. I don't like that. Like, don't call me darling when we're in the middle of an argument. Oh, like, ooh, yes. darling. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, anyone tries to touch me in the middle of an argument as well, mm. affectionately, I'm like, no, yeah, no. That, right. like, that, yeah. Oh, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. A few things wind me up more than that. So, yeah, it's, so this is it. It's like, um, love is a verb. Bell Hooks also says this. We're, we're well into All About Love, the book by Bell Hooks about mm-hmm. love. And one of the main points that she's making is, is love as an action rather than a... Yeah. Uh, just a word and um, yeah that it links in with the stuff about love languages which a lot mm. of people know about these days there's this idea that we have different love languages or different ways we like love to be communicated mm-hmm. some people it is more words but yep. maybe not I love you maybe other words maybe they just really like receiving you know long poems or yeah. kind of you know uh, detailed lectures on the subject of why they're so lovable or yeah. whatever um, but like there's many other you know some people it's like they like just having practical tasks and the, the mm-hmm. idea that they've been kept in mind by somebody for the people it might be gifts for the people it might be touch you know yeah. physical affection or just being really present making time for them mm-hmm. um, so so yeah like a, the really loving thing to do is to learn somebody's love languages yeah. and to find the ways that work within that relationship mm-hmm. for you to communicate love not again not not going the other way to being non-consensual towards yourself though no. not finding out what their love language is and like buying them loads of gifts even though you don't have the money mm. or like doing something that you don't really enjoy mm. it's like finding that finding the relational way of doing love mm. i guess within that particular relationship i think i'd want to draw parallels with the word the, the word i mean is the word love more important or less important than the word trust here yeah like i would say i trust you Mm. i really trust you yeah that is also like a trust is a very much a a word that we get from doing yeah yeah and um you know with a lot of these things you know probably trust is more important than love and ebb and flow as well like again as we think of if we think of it as this fixed thing like we must always Mm. love this person because they're our partner and we must always have the same level of love and it's a really bad sign if we don't and we must always trust them and always have the same level no Mm. ebbs and flows you know you've just had a conflict with somebody your level of love and trust might have gone down and that you know you might it might be a really useful conversation about how how can we reconnect Mm. and get the love feeling or a, that kind of feeling back and also how can we rebuild trust yeah. because it can, it's going to ebb and flow over time it takes the pressure right off you know versus when you're like oh shit well there's you know the trust is low or the love is low mm. therefore we have to question this whole relationship yeah yeah and i think that so just as with um sex the mm. the key to um relationships here and love here is consent and being present isn't yeah it? It's always that's everything yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's the ability to kind of be with whatever feelings are happening at mm. that moment yeah and to be and um 
to be with the other person and to allow for um you know we've talked about this in previous episodes obviously mm-hmm. uh, to be with all the different feelings that might be going on yes and not to kind of but and not to force trust yeah. or to force love yeah we need force. to do an episode about trust i think i think trust would be a good topic yeah but yeah i guess you know again it's interesting that the two things really i got from the bell hooks book all about love is one that it's a doing word yeah and the other one it only can happen under conditions of mutuality yeah or you know we, we might say consent it's yeah. only possible when both people are in consent with themselves and the other person yeah the minute one person is valued more highly than the other Mm. that you're treating someone as an object for bell hooks like love simply isn't there which is a harsh one because we can look back on our lives and think actually we weren't really loved by that person Mm. if that you know if that was never there with that person again it's the thing that ebbs and flows that we're inevitably at some points in any relationship we're going to treat somebody a bit more like an object for us because we always kind of fall into that as human beings but we can endeavor Mm. you know to to keep that sense of this person is just as important as me not less important but it's equally not more important yeah you know love also isn't there if we're making ourselves a doormat for somebody or just doing things that we think that they want us to do it's it's often said so when people say i love you often mm. people kind of weaponize that term when people say i feel like you don't love me anymore right um, yeah and so and and then the response to that might often be, no, of course I still love you, darling. Yeah. I just don't like you very much at the moment. Oh, no, that's right? the worst. And it's like... Oh, no. I, oh. So I think it might be okay for people to say, actually, I do love you a little bit less today, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because you've really pissed me off. Yeah, my so love is at just... like 8.5 now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you yeah. could just start off for a bit, I might yeah. learn to love you a bit more. Or if yeah. you could do this thing next time that is, uh-huh. you know... And again, um, with, yeah. with the bell hooks way of thinking, I guess we might be trying to equalise our love for ourselves and the other person Mm. like sometimes when it's gone out of whack it might be about us realizing oh we have been kind of treating them as more important than us and we need to kind of equalize that or we might have been treating them as less important to us and therefore we really need to go and listen to them and kind of get back in touch with them Mm. um you know because i think often in relationships we can start to fix somebody and just just see them kind of as only parts of themselves and not really see the whole of them and love can kind of reignite at the moments when we see the whole of them yeah which involves again being really present to them and being really consensual with them right definitely yeah yeah i, I guess uh, as an, another uh, as another thing there that i'll just put in as a bookmark for a future podcast probably is that uh, is that the extent to which we in romantic relationships we're expecting so much from from one particular kind of relationship and actually is it possible to really be yeah love uh, in love with that person if we're not also having loving relationships that give us a lot of those agreed things, i think those with ourselves and yeah i mean i always i think it's we can question this whole like you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else yeah. thing because d- does anyone truly love themselves mm. in a capitalist in the liberal culture where we're constantly being told to not love ourselves yeah. and that we need all these products to fix us um but yeah i think there's something about committing to befriending oneself or being kind to oneself or loving oneself and something like you say about the sense of having more than one love relationship it's a hell of a lot to put on one yeah like to be all things to us yeah yeah we've, it's I'm another sure. way of objectification isn't it it, it is i think yeah and and like you said this this other idea of just um getting more spacious and attuned to all of the micro moments yeah. Um, of what did he call them? Micro moments of Pos- po- positivity resonance. Positivity. Barbara Friedrichsen's I love it. idea. Um, like I really yeah. Like so we we really tune into those moments with all the people in our lives and see those as the moments of love. Maybe any profound connection moment that we mm-hmm. have with somebody is a moment of love, whether or not that's an ongoing relationship or a one-off. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and just the the ability to be present to those experiences um, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we, you know, that it's still as much we're still feeling those feelings of love in that moment, yeah. just as much as we might be in a long-term cohabiting relationship with a partner. Yeah. You know, we might, if, if we go for a coffee with a friend or go for a, in my mm. case, a pint with a friend, I'm thinking about one friend in particular, and I haven't had that experience with them for the last six months. Yeah. I'm still very much remembering that feeling and remembering that feeling of being loved with them at that time. Yeah. And so I'm still, so that thing about being present to the, feelings that you're experiencing at that moment is mm -hmm. very much you may as well say I love you to that person exactly I, I love those one-offs that you know I'll just occasionally just really connect with somebody and we'll mm. decide to have a coffee and chat about each other's work and it yeah. maybe never happens again but you know for, for me there's something very special and quite intimate we're very mm. intimate about those moments of like quite deep connection with somebody you don't know at mm. all and maybe never spend time with again yeah um but yeah, it's whether whether that needs stating in a way of I love you, whether that's a good way to say it or whether there's other ways to say it, yeah. or whether it's just about doing it and expressing it through yeah. through the power of buying them another coffee or a drink. Yes. <laughs> and that, maybe that's the thing with um, mm. with relationships where rather than, maybe rather than having somebody say I love you all the time, maybe it'd be mm. better to have um, just try to facilitate moments where you can feel micro moments of positivity resonance with each other. Yeah, for example, podcasting with them. Podcasting, feeling the right now. <sighs> yep. Vegas tones <laughs> kicking in. Or, um, yeah, or just making, this is why people often say in, even in the most basic relationships advice books, people yeah. say, you know, have a date night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but mm -hmm. it's like literally sitting opposite each other and eating some nice food or something. Yeah. Can be a very joyful, in its own way, erotic experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, or loving experience. Yeah. That's, um, I was talking. I was kind of using the word erotic in the Audrey Lord kind Audrey of Audrey Lord on context the erotic, there, rather yeah. than the sexy, yeah. kind of. But um, again, that's what she's talking about a bit. Yeah. Is like any moment of like presence and connection with oneself or other people you could see as erotic or you could see as love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so this it. Valentine's Day, for example, instead of you know gearing up for a big moment where you say I love you, yeah, can we just create a nice experience where you can be present with somebody and. Mm. Uh, feel nice connectedness with that person yeah or like my sister can you do you want to maybe in the run-up to valentine's day think about you know a few people in your life you'd like to communicate something loving yeah. to and how you might do that in ways that they would particularly appreciate yeah mm -hmm. yeah big yeah. time awesome um so do we love our listeners uh yeah i mean can we love our listeners i mean yeah I love that they listen to our podcast, so that's what yeah. they do, isn't it? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do a love gesture potentially. Yeah, yeah. and often we get comments on mm. Twitter, which is really nice. Yeah, and people share it on Facebook. Yeah, so I don't. I think I, I love, love it more if they left us reviews on. <laughs> <laughs> Apple this, is, this is sounding a bit like conditional love, right? now. <laughs> this is a little bit negative. Yeah, isn't it? No, I don't think this is good. <laughs> but um, I think um, I goes. I suppose with listeners and readers, it feels like connection. To me, it feels like a yeah. kind of love yeah. um, that, you know, it, it's just such a wonderful thing to me to sort of feel connected with somebody else. And like the idea that my words might resonate with somebody feels like a, a, one of those micro moments to me. Yeah. The thing is, is that I guess the, the, the critique of micro moments is that it's, it's a thing that has to happen 
simultaneously doesn't it? it has to happen at a point in time yeah whereas our love with our listeners doesn't happen at right. the same point in time yeah so we're not having eye contact and mm. tuning into and our vagus tones and kicking in with yeah. the, our listeners so we're experiencing a different kind of love um, i think that i mean i ex- definitely have experienced value from our listeners i felt yeah. very valued yeah. and listened to and yeah. and heard and and that feels very and that people are willing to 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 do that and willing to like take our advice or listen to what we've got to say on these really big topics yeah does feel wonderful yeah definitely um, and so it is so i prepared be prepared to say that i love our listeners yes you know, i love our fans yeah but it's different kind of love i guess this is the other thing that yeah. we've not really talked about that we but, have you know, talked about before yeah, yeah that that, that can yeah d- that feel very different and maybe um invite different actions yeah but yeah i like this whole so we've said it's about being present it's about consent it's about valuing self and other evenly and it's about doing rather than saying yeah 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 boom cool <laughs> <laughs> well uh whatever if you are doing valentine's day in whatever way i hope that you have a a nice time whilst also not um whilst also remembering all the other people that you love in your life and yeah. you know, making space for them and not making people feel crap yes um and <laughs> Uh, not putting, not uh, reinforcing the hierarchy of romantic relationships. But anyway, I hope you yeah. have a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, we'll be back soon with some more um, podcasts. Which we'll just say at this point, we've been discussing a bit earlier today about um, doing a Patreon, perhaps mm. for our podcast. Maybe making exclusive Patreon content. So let mm. us know what you think about that. Like what kind of thing that you would like. Yeah, would you like to? Would you like to Patreon us? Would yeah. you, would that, is that something that might tickle your fancy? If you've got any ideas about that, yeah. send us an email via the website or tweet us. Thank um, you very much. But thank you very much. Bye, Bye now. Bye.